Welcome to the Newport Church Sermon of the Week podcast. Newport Church is a non-denominational, spirit-filled church, part of the Dove International Apostolic Network of Churches and Ministries. We are located between Mannheim and Lidditz in northern Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. We look forward to seeing you. And now, here is today's message. Amen. Thank you. This on? Hello. All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Newport Church. Um, yeah, it is great to have you here this morning. If it is your first time joining us, as Brian said, welcome. It is great to have you. Um, and yeah, we have a gift for you. So go out to our Connection Center after the service if you have not already received it, and they will give you that gift. But also there's going to be someone out there to answer any questions you might have about Newport Church, about um, what we're about and all that stuff. So please go out there, talk to them, ask questions, and yeah, figure out what you need to figure out there. Um, if you are online joining us, welcome. It is great having you with us this morning. Uh, if you're just checking us out online, I want to give you an invitation to come and join us in person sometime soon. I look forward to meeting you. Um, but yeah, so we're going to jump on in here. Uh, I spoke two weeks ago um, kind of about the value of life and the um, kind of the difference between how us as humans will often view life and how God views the value of life. Um, and then I kind of went into the power of our words from that foundation. Um, so if you were not here two weeks ago, don't worry about it. I'll give you a quick recap of what that looked like, and then we'll dive on in uh, because that will be foundational for what we're going to be going into this morning. So I spoke out of John 8, where the woman was caught in adultery, brought before Jesus when he was preaching in the temple, and they were trying to kind of catch Jesus with some sort of offense that they could hold against him. So like, look, this woman, according to the law, needs to be stoned, da 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 da, da. And uh, just in that picture, in that story that we see, uh, Jesus comes to this place where he's like, all right, fine. Like, if that's what it says, anyone who has not sinned, throw the first stone. And through that, we kind of saw that the people coming and accusing her viewed her through the lens of the offenses that she has made, the um, sins that she's walked in, the things that she's done wrong. And then Jesus viewed her through grace, through love, through who she was created to be. And those are kind of the two lenses that we looked at last week and how um, to walk in a lifestyle that God calls us to, like we need to come into alignment with God's view of the value of life. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind moving forward today, that that is the lens that we want to see people and interact to, uh, with people through, is that lens of the value of life through grace and love and through who they were created and called to be, not through what they've done or um, what they've said or whatnot. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to pray here real quick. And then we're going to dive on in to what we have this morning. So God, thank you so much. First and foremost, just for who you are, God, thank you for your love for us, that you are a personal God, that you care about every part of our life, uh, that you don't just call us to do things for you and uh, walk out the things you've demanded us, but you've called us into relationship with you, that you love us, that you uh, rejoice and long to... Um, yeah, to have a relation with us, God. I pray, Lord, this morning that you would continue to do what you've already started to do. Uh, thank you for encountering us here this morning. Um, I pray, Lord, that we would leave here um, closer to you, that we would leave here with a fresh revelation of who you are, that we'd leave here um, different than we walked in, that we'd walk out of here changed this morning. 
in Jesus' name. Um, yeah, during worship, I just kind of felt this, um, this heaviness, and I was asking God what it was about, and I feel like there's someone here this morning that has walked in with a, almost like an anxiety, but to the point where like this fear is crippling and physically like gripping you, like you feel this heaviness in your chest most days, almost all throughout the day, and I just want to um, pray over you real quick, so... God, I pray, Lord, whoever that is that is either here in person or online watching this, I pray, Lord, that you would just give them peace. I pray, Lord, that you would give them freedom from this anxiety and this fear, whatever it is that they are facing, whatever it is um, that is burning and that's burden that is on their life. God, I pray, Lord, that they would be able to surrender to you. In Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, for peace and grace in that person's life right now. In Jesus' name. All right. Cool. So today we are going to be looking at... Um, in my opinion, one of the most sneaky, um, most effective tools or weapons, per se, that the enemy uses to bring division in relationships. And that is a fence. <laughs> or a fence, depending who you are. But anyway, um, it's so funny because there is a lot of similarities between a standard fence and a fence. Um, that we'll be getting into here this morning. Um, but it's, I, as I was planning for this, I thought it was kind of funny that, you know, using this illustration of a fence, and I was like, I wonder if that's why we pray hedge of protection, you know, because like fence and hedges are kind of, anyway. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly though, like, um, a fence is one of those things that Satan has kind of snuck in as such a sneaky tool that a lot of times we don't even realize is affecting us or finding its way into our life. Um, and when I was planning for this morning, I was kind of really kind of like, all right, God, like really, you want me to talk on the fence? Like this is something that is real to me. This is something that I'm still working through, you know? Like there's still plenty of times where I get offended and then I realize it down the road, like, whoa, like, so I was like, God, like really? And he's like, yes, really. Like the reason I want you to talk on the fence is because of that. It's something that so many people deal with. It's something that affects, I would go out on a limb and say, every one of us, in one way or another, we're affected by offense. Um, and um, yeah, I want to read Proverbs 18, 19 here. It says, a brother offended is more unyielding than a strong city, and quarreling is like the bars of a castle. And I just think this verse is so powerful and paints a picture of what happens when we are offended is it says we're unyielding as a strong city. There's barricades that go up. We become stubborn um, when we hold on to a fence. And I think Satan knows that, and that's why he tries to use this tool so often, is that he knows that we'll put up walls, or fences rather, to keep us you know, at arm's length from certain relationships in our life. Um, and the crazy thing is there's so many different things in our life, so many different circumstances, situations, that can bring up the opportunity for us to be offended, you know. Um, there's unmet expectations. This comes forth in so many ways, but for an example's sake, like, think about, like, your relationship with your spouse. Like, there's different things that might even be unspoken, or maybe it's spoken. Like, for example, like, say I come home from work, and Hannah's like, all right, can you take the trash out? I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And in my head, I'm like, all right, as long as I do it in the next hour and a half, you know, the trash is taken out, right? <laughs> But in, say, Hannah's head, she's like, oh, can you take this out right now? But she just verbalized, can you take the trash out? 
this is now an opportunity where an hour and a half later, like I take the trash out and she's like, why didn't you do that earlier? Like there's this opportunity now where we both can take offense from that. Like I could get offended that I did what you said, like why are you getting upset at me? Or she can get offended like, why didn't you do what I said, you know? So this is like in all of our, I'm not just saying us, but like um, I'm sure all of you can see similar things that happen in your lives. Um, so unmet expectations, you can uh, get offense from differing views of, or like points of view. Uh, right now, we see this all over the place, you know, especially with social media and the wide reach of opinions that we receive every day. Um, especially, I'm just gonna say, like through the whole COVID thing, you know, vax, no vax, mask, no mask, all that stuff, like it creates differing point of views that if we're not careful, is such a like opportunity for us just to start collecting offenses um, through differing points of view. And then there's intentional hurts that we can get offended by. And don't hear me that we just brush all of like hurts away and things that people intentionally do to us. There's certain things that need to be done and dealt with in other ways, but we have the choice to be offended or not from those things, uh, which we'll get into later. Uh, and the list goes on and on. Uh, someone could look at you the wrong way and you can get offended. Some people just like to be offended and they're offended by even the weather. You know, you've probably heard the saying or said it yourself, like, oh, that's just about what would happen to me. You're like, yep, seems about right. That should happen to me. Like, that's a spirit of offense. Like, yep, I'm just expecting bad things to happen to me or someone to say something bad to me or do something wrong to me. Like, that is a spirit of offense. Um, but yeah, what really is offense? Or better yet, what does it look like to be offended? The definition of offended is annoyance or resentment brought about by a perceived insult to or a disregard for oneself or one's standards or principles. And I find it very interesting that even in the definition of offended, it uses the word a perceived insult. Um, and what's really interesting about the word perceived is you can perceive truth, but you can also perceive false and lies as well. Like, everything that you perceive is not truth. You can perceive truth, and there can be insults that come through truth and through intent, but so many times, and I would say, like, very high percentage of the offenses that we take come through that aspect of perceiving a false intent of insult or disregard. Um, and honestly, that's the case so often. So, um, let's talk at practical ways of why we get offended so easily. Um, so, I'm going to list just three things. Obviously, this is not an all-inclusive list. There's so many, so many ways that we can get offended, um, and so many things that can trigger that in us. But I'm just going to list three of them, um, just for time's sake. So... People get offended, so we get offended when we feel like our belief systems are being challenged. Um, throughout life, we learn different things. We start to believe different things. We adopt different ways of thoughts, different ways of doing life, uh, based on how you're raised, your parents, like the groups of people that you interact with. Like It all starts to build up, and you start to build this belief system that is unique to you, no one's gonna believe exactly everything the same way that you do. And the thing with that is, if we get offended whenever anyone comes against that, 
like that is a recipe for disaster because it will happen. Um, so we can get very offended. And again, like with the social media, like if you sit down on Facebook or whatever social medias you're on and you are like my way or the highway, like all my belief systems about politics, about the COVID situation, about um, even your, like your spiritual belief systems, everything, and you're sitting down with, all right, I'm 100% right. Anything that comes against that is now an opportunity for offense. Um, so that's one of the ways that we as humans can get offended is just simply someone else believing differently than what we believe. The second thing that can affect us is when we feel like our insecurities are being attacked. And this one, out of the list I'm mentioning today, probably hits me the hardest. Just growing up, um, I don't know if you, probably not many of you knew me when I was younger, some of you did, but I was a very insecure, like more quiet, kept to myself kind of guy. Like I had friends, but like that was it. Like I wanted to be pursuing a lot of like friendships and relationships, you know. Um, but I was very insecure. And a lot of it had to do with more of like performance kind of insecurity. So like, um, I kind of, looking back, I realized that I'm kind of a perfectionist in some areas and I love to master things. Like I love to master a craft or a skill or whatever. And looking back, I realized that when I was younger, anytime I did something like, and someone brought correction or advice or whatever it was, even in a good spirit, like, hey, like, you did great, but like, maybe if you did this this way, where they were trying to help me grow, I viewed it as an attack on my insecurities, or rather, an attack directly on my weaknesses. And in that insecurity, I've, I harbored so much offense over those younger years because everyone was highlighting my weakness. Everyone was trying to like, pinpoint those things that I'm not doing well, you know? So out of my insecurities, is how I took a lot of offense. Um, so yeah, so that's another way. Another way that we can get offended, the third way is we feel like our opinions are either undervalued or overlooked entirely. Now this is similar to that first one where our belief systems are being challenged, but it kind of takes a different view in our hearts. So have you ever sat down with someone and they're going through something, and you're like, oh, well, what if you did it this way, this way, whatever, and you gave them your opinion or advice, and you're like, all right, that went good, you know, then you walk away. A month later, they didn't do a single thing that you suggested, and you feel like your opinion was undervalued or just overlooked entirely. Like, that, a lot of times, if we're not careful, will shift from just like a, oh, bummers, to like a, a fence where we now take that on, of, oh, they don't care about my opinion, they don't care about my advice, so why would I do it again, or what, you know, it can go a number of ways. But when we feel like our opinion have just been overlooked, a lot of times we can take offense from that. So again, not an all-inclusive list, but those are three things that I felt like I should highlight this morning. And maybe as I was speaking this, like God was highlighting different areas in your own life where like, oh man, like I get offended in this area so often, like this is a trend, um, and we'll pray into that later. But yeah, so what happens when we take those offenses and we harbor them, we just don't deal with them? What does undealt with offense turn into? Um, so the sad reality is one of the first things that will happen, or not will happen, but could happen, and I see this in a lot of uh, people's lives throughout my years, is that offense can become very addictive 
and it can become something that people actually have learned to live with so much that they don't know how to live without offense. And they kind of look for that next offense. They look for that next person to be offended by. And this can look so many different ways, you know, like, um, it can be someone's like, oh, that neighbor never mows their yard, so I'm offended by that. Or that neighbor's car is too loud and wakes my kids up every third Wednesday, whatever. Like, um, there's these people that are just looking for an opportunity to get offended because it feels good to have something to complain about or it feels good to have someone to talk about or like that maybe they've um, been offended for so long that they don't know what to talk about other than the offenses that they have taken on. Um, so that's the first thing to look out for is when you don't deal with certain offenses or all offenses, it could become an addictive behavior where you long for that next offense or you um, subconsciously are just more susceptible to offense so that you can have an offense. Second thing that can happen with undealt with offense, and this here I think is cross the board, that when you don't deal with offenses, this will eventually happen in my belief, is... Uh, it turns into bitterness. And bitterness is one of those things that can be very dangerous for our physical life and our spiritual life, and especially our relationships with people. Um, so just a list here of what can happen when you harbor bitterness. Um, it will uh, create in you anger, it will keep you from enjoying the present because you're constantly focused on the past. Um, it will make you ungrateful um, because you can't look past the things that you're, you know, not grateful about. Like, oh man, like, I wish, whatever. But then there's also a lot of physical things that happen to our bodies with bitterness. There's been a lot of studies that show that different emotions can actually affect us physically and affect our health and the way that our bodies function. And a um, little nugget there, if you want to learn more about that, Hannah can talk to you. She told me to say that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she didn't think I would do it. Um, anyway, but yeah, the studies show that bitterness is connected to depression and anxiety. And holding on to bitterness can actually affect our metabolism, our immune response, our organ function, and even cause physical disease. All of those have been linked to harboring of bitterness. So if we are not careful, just a simple offense when not dealt with can turn into bitterness, which can turn into a number of these things. Um, Hebrews 12, 14 through 15 says this, work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Man, so here it even shows like not let any poisonous root of bitterness grow so that it troubles you and corrupts many. So we see here that although we know now that bitterness affects us, it also affects Many. It says corrupting many, not because of many's bitterness, but because of your bitterness, it can corrupt many, which gets us into point three of what can happen when offense is not dealt with. It will, can and will bring division in your relationships, not just with the person that you're offended by, but also 
by those other people around you. When you harbor offense, what will happen is you're going to be, start to shift the way that you are to the point where your relationship with other people are not going to be as healthy. Um, and I think part of that is, is coming back to the fence illustration here. As you take offense, you're kind of adding like another slap, like another line in the fence here, and it builds and builds with more and more offense. And when you don't deal with it, after a while, what's going to happen is you're going to be like, "Hi, ho, neighbor," and you're going to be like the guy from, um, <laughs> you know, Tim the Toolman Taylor, the neighbor Wilson, like always communicating through the fence, and like that does not develop healthy relationships when we have that big old fence between us and the other people. And I think that's part of why it brings division in our relationships. Um, I've heard story after story of people who um, have taken just the smallest of offenses and didn't deal with it. And that just kind of creates like this thought pattern where like that small offense starts to grow and grow and grow to the point where they can't even look or talk to the person that they're offended by at the smallest offense. And over years, like, it gets to the point where, like, I've heard, I've sat with people that shared with me, like, there's people that they will talk to, be able to have, like, a normal conversation, and that conversation is not offensive, per, like, at all, but they'll leave that conversation complaining about that other person because of what they did three years ago because of undealt um, with offense. So when not dealt with, our relationships are in danger of division. Um, so, cool. Yeah, a little more on that. I just want to hit one more point here is when we hold on to offense, what happens, and a lot of times this is how it affects our other relationships, is we start to complain more and we become a complainer. And I don't know about you, but it takes a little bit more energy to hang out with someone that complains. Is that correct? And like, I'm guilty of this too. Like, there's been times where I've complained about certain offenses and like, I leave the conversation like, man, I was not fun to hang out with at that moment. Like, you know, so we need to be careful of that as well. So moving on here, um, now that we kind of understand how offense works, how it can grip us, what it can do, let's get free of it. Let's drop this offense. Let's move forward and let's learn how to have an unoffendable heart. So first thing is you have to answer this question for yourself. Do you believe that we can actually decide whether or not we get offended by something? Like, if your answer to that is no, and you think that there's certain things that we just don't have the choice, like we'll just be offended, like you're not gonna be able to walk in freedom. But until you decide, like yes, absolutely. Anything that comes our way, anything that's said or done to us or around us, or even far from us, like we get to choose if it offends us. Like there's still things that can hurt us but the offense is our decision. Proverbs 19.11 uh, says it this way. Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. So if Proverbs is telling us here that it's to our glory to overcome an offense, obviously we're able to do so. Um, so how do we overcome these offenses? Like what happens when we are faced with the opportunity to pick up or push off an offense? So... First thing that we need to do, and this is um, the next few points that I'm going to mention here, kind of deals with offenses that we've already picked up. Um, so how do we get rid of those offenses that we are currently holding on to? 
One is we need to acknowledge that we are holding an offense. Um, some offenses you don't even know you have until you're in a certain moment and you're like, wow, why did I have that thought towards that person? Or wow, why did I not receive that correction well or that word well? Or like, you know, certain things we just have glazed over and just like, nope, like not an offense there. But we need to start to acknowledge those areas where we are offended if we're going to see freedom from these offenses. Um, yeah, sorry. But then also, as we start to walk in freedom, the acknowledgement of offense is what helps keep us from offense. If we know that there is going to be offense that comes, if we know that there's going to be opportunities where we can be offended, like, it's going to happen. Like, people are going to have different views than you. People are going to say things wrong. People are going to accidentally look at you the wrong way. Like, that's going to happen. And if we can just acknowledge that ahead of time, that's going to be one of the key steps in us walking out in freedom from offense. So acknowledgement is key. The second thing we need to do, and this one can trip us up a lot, um, is we need to bring our offenses to God first. Now, reason I say it that way is so often we can be offended and we're like, oh man, like I need to get over this. So you go and bring it to your life group or whatever. And you're like, guys, this is what I'm dealing with. And maybe there's a chance that doing that will help you gain some sort of healing from that. But the chances of someone else either picking up your offense or picking up a different offense from that whole situation is pretty incredibly high. And more than that, the opportunity for gossip and complaining to happen is incredibly high as well. So that's why I say bring it to God first. Dissect it with God and be like, God, like, look, this is what I'm dealing with. Like, he cares about your heart. Uh, 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. He deeply cares about what's hurting you, even if it's called for or not, even if it's something that you picked up an offense for no reason, he cares about that because it's affecting you and your relationship with others, your relationship with him, the way that you view yourself. And he cares about that. He's willing to hear every cry of your heart and bring healing to it. Um, now, again, I'm not saying that we never talk to people about offenses. Sometimes it does take some hashing out and figuring out and like verbally processing with someone. But in that case, make sure you pick someone that um, I'll even say like spiritually more mature than you. So like a mentor, uh, maybe your spouse. If you're still younger, like maybe you talk to your parents and get counsel that you know is going to be in the same heart of getting healing and deliverance from it. Um, and then don't linger on it. Just bring it. Be like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. Let's figure it out. What steps do I need to take? Let's pray it out and then be done. Don't come back and back and back to it because that's kind of the nature of an offense is just wants you to keep coming back and back and hashing it out, and that's how it gets larger. Um, so Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can handle. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. So, yeah. Bring, you know, bring it to God. Don't worry about anything. Pray, and God's peace will exceed anything we can handle. Um, but then also it says, pray about everything. And that's the third step in getting freedom 
and living in freedom from offense is pray. And there's kind of two parts to this. Is first off, we need to pray for our own healing, for our own freedom from it, for our own insecurities, our weaknesses, the things that um, have kind of developed in us. We need to pray for peace and grace and healing and strength in those things. Um, but then the flip side of that is we need to pray for the other person, whether they tried it or not. Uh, when we take an offense, it paints a picture of that person in our head that is not true to who they are. And what happens when we pray for people and pray blessing on people, it shifts that way that we view them. Kind of back to what I uh, preached on two weeks ago with the value of life and how God views it and how we view it. Praying actually is one of the best ways, like praying for our enemies, praying for um, maybe not even our enemies, maybe our best friend that said something wrong. What it does is it starts to shift our lens and bring it into alignment with God's lens of how they view them. Um, so we need to pray, bring our own hurts and pains to God through prayer, but then also pray for the other person, pray blessing on them. Luke six twenty seven through 28. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those that abuse you. So this here paints a perfect picture of that. Pray for your enemies, you know? And I think part of that is when God tells us this, like, it's because he knows what it does. It shifts the way that we view them. Like it shifts from hatred and anger and like let's get back at them to a, oh God, forgive them. Like, you know, like they are either separated from you, like they are in pain. Like you start to see them as a human instead of just someone that hurts you. So, yeah. Cool. Proverbs ten twelve. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Um, so, again, a great way to overcome offense, a great way to get free from offense, but then also prevent us from prevent, or offense, is simply doing our part to walk in love, to walk the way that Jesus calls us to, um, to work in our relationship with God, because as we grow closer to God, we become more like God which God is love, right? And here it says that love overcomes all offenses, no exceptions, all offenses. And finally, the last step for overcoming offense, and that is forgiveness. Um, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this. I did preach on it quite a few months back. You can go back and watch it if you want. But um, yeah, whether that person tried it, whether they did not, um, you could have taken offense from a very real hurt from um, abuse in your past from words that have been spoken with the intent of hatred or to hurt you. And this does not justify those actions at all, but your response to that is your, like, your choice. Like, you can work through healing, but you'll never find the healing that you need if you're still offended by it. Um, so no matter how bad of a thing is done to you, like, you still have the choice to be offended or not. And when we forgive people, it gives us the freedom to drop that offense. Because if we are unforgiving towards someone, it's simply because we're not willing to let go of offense. Um, so, um, yeah. Cool. Worship team, you guys can come up. I'm going to start wrapping things up here. But, awesome. 
So as we start walking in freedom, as we go through these steps and we start to gain our freedom from offenses that we currently are holding on to or things that have hindered us for days, weeks, years, whatever it is. And again, this is going to look differently for each person. Some of you have been holding on to offenses for years. Some of you are relatively good at letting offenses go. But one way or another, like, we need to go through these steps. We need to cleanse ourselves of offenses. But then we need to start to walk in that unoffendable heart. And how do we do that? There's a few things that we can do as a preventative to keep ourselves from being offended. One is just praying, constantly praying for that um, unoffendable heart, but also for a heart for others. Pray every day that, God, like, today... I surrender it to you. Help me to see people the way you see them. Because if we can do that and walk in that, we don't even have to worry about offense anymore because we see people through the lens that God has painted for us to see people through. Second one is just remember that we are all humans. Um, If we expect people to say things that offend us or to do things that offend us, it drastically lowers the possibility of people offending us if we just expect it and know that it's going to happen. And on the flip side of that, we ourselves, I know myself, like I do things all the time that unintentionally offends people. Like if you go through life knowing that there's a good chance I'm going to do something to offend someone today, so why would I let someone else offend me? Like just remembering that will help us walk in a way that is unoffendable. And the second thing is practice, or the third thing is practice. Like you're not going to nail it your first week of being like, all right, I'm going to walk unoffendable this week. Like, if you're used to being offended, like, it's going to take some time. So with that, like, don't be discouraged when you take an offense and you're like, oh, man, like, you recognize it a few days later or whatever. Like, keep going. Keep trying it. It's going to take time of developing new habits. It's going to take time of developing new thought patterns and new ways of thinking. But if you keep practicing, like, that is how we develop those new ways of doing life, that new way of walking out in our freedom from offense. Um, I heard a simple but really powerful quote, or at least it was powerful for me when I heard it this past week or two, was, your response is your responsibility. Like, no one else gets to choose how you respond to something. It is your responsibility. People will hurt you, knowingly or unknowingly, but your response is your responsibility. All right, cool. So in closing here, like there's a lot talked about this morning. Um, And really, as I was preparing for this, like God was bringing up like offenses that I've been holding on to. He was bringing things up in me that was like, hey, remember that? Like, do you know why like you interact with this person this way? It's because of this. And I'm like, whoa, like, That's so true. So like, if there was any of that that was happening this morning or um, different things like, oh yeah, like this is an area where I see a trend of offense. Let's get rid of that. Let's bring that before God this morning before we even leave here. And yeah, let's get through. Let's kick those habits, you know? Um, So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go into a time here where worship's gonna be playing and we're gonna go into a time of prayer. But I think what I wanna do is there's something powerful about physically doing an act to make like a declaration like this is what I wanna change and this is where I want breakthrough. This here 
fill in the blank. But when we physically do something, it shifts things differently than if we just make a head decision in our chairs. So um, prayer ministers, you guys can come up um, and uh, yeah, what we'll do is I have some paper and pens up here um, and then we have this bucket that we're going to hang on the fence. But what we're going to do is if you have had like over the course of this morning, something come up where you're like, man, that is an offense that I've been holding on to. Or man, I am hindered in my relationships because of this offense. Or like whatever it is, anything I spoke on this morning, if something came up like very like, wow, like yes, that is it. Uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have time where you can come up, write it down, throw it in the bucket. You can put your name on it if you want, no name, whatever. Um, but write down those offenses that you've been holding on to. Another thing you can write down on this is um, if there's someone that you know that you're offended with and it has affected your relationship, no matter what level of relationship that is, a coworker, maybe spouse, parent, um, maybe even just a distant friend, whatever, if there's a name that pops in your head, um, I challenge you to come and write that down. Say, God, heal this relationship. Show me the offenses that has affected this relationship. Um, yeah, and then last thing that you can write down is if, yeah, I think if you are one of those people and it really hits you when I talked about the spirit of like addiction to offense and it's something that you have caught yourself living in daily, like you almost look for an opportunity to be offended. Um, it might be a challenge for you to come up and write this down, but I challenge you, take that step to someone and be like, no, no more. I wanna walk in freedom from this. I wanna walk unoffendable. Um, cool. And then if you want prayer, we have our prayer ministers here as well. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pray real quick and then we can dim the lights and go into that time of response. So God, thank you so much that you give us strength, that you give us, um, yeah, that you give us the power that we need to overcome offense. Forgive us of those areas. Forgive me of those areas where offense has taken root. Yeah, God, I pray, Lord, that the areas in our hearts that we've allowed offense to turn into bitterness or anger or hatred, I pray, Lord, that you would come and bring healing. I pray, Lord, that even now, that you would start to highlight things in our lives, that you would start to highlight these offenses in our lives that we have taken on and have left, not left go of yet, God. I pray, Lord, that you would highlight those. I pray, Lord, that this morning that there would be freedom from those offenses, God. I pray, Lord, that we would walk out lighter, that we would walk out unoffended this morning, God. God, I pray, Lord, for courage for us to uh, take this step that we need to take this morning, God, and write down the things that you've highlighted in our life, God. I know it can be hard. It can be hard to admit um, where we've fallen short or uh, taken offense. I pray, Lord, that you would just give us the courage to lay it down at your feet, to bring it to you, God, and to walk through the healing. I pray, Lord, for the large offenses that are in this room right now, the ones that are rooted in true um, hurts, things that have happened years ago or recently, God, things that have a real 
history of pain with them, God. I pray, Lord, that you would do the work that only you can do to bring healing, to bring wholeness, bring peace. I pray, Lord, that you would condition our hearts to forgive those that hurt us. stuff down, go for it. If not, you can get prayer or pray with those around you um, or just soak in the presence. So. Thanks for listening today. We would like to invite you back to our services starting at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. For more great content from Newport Church, check out newportchurch.net or visit our YouTube channel. To get the right one, search for Newport Church in Elm, PA.